Hey, what's up? This your boy Antoine Smith. Smith. Smith Sports Machine. Episode 17. NFL Week 12. Picks. Predictions and fantasy players to watch. I'm going to have a very good show tonight. Because I'm a, one of my boys going to join me on the show tonight. My boy Zachary T. got in California. Broadcasting buddy. Big supporter of my show. And we're going to talk a little football with y'all. But before we get started, I got to take time out to thank the listeners that's always supporting me. I really appreciate it. And without y'all, there would be no me. And I also want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Thanksgiving is one of, the mo- one of my favorite holidays because hey, I like to eat. I'm not going to beat around the bush. It's just me. We got a lot of you know football on Thanksgiving. Three very good games. But we're going to get to those in a second. We're going to give y'all our picks and fantasy players to watch. Should be very exciting. And hey, I wouldn't wouldn't kick no bull to you because that's not my style. But before we get to our interview and our picks with my special guest, Zachary T., I'm going to take another quick break and uh, let y'all listen to a couple of tunes before I get to it. Be right back, folks. One. I'm back, y'all. I'm back. I'm back. But as I promised, I got my boy Zachary T in the studio with me. He going to sit up and chop it up with me and get these predictions underway. Trust me, I got some bold predictions ready to go. But Zach, tell everybody hello, man. Tell everybody what's up. Hey, how's it going, everybody out there in Radio Land? That's what I'm talking about. We're going to kick it off Thanksgiving Day. 12-30 game. Bears and Lions in Detroit. Always an interesting game. But, man, man oh man. It's always a tough call because the Lions play so well on Thanksgiving. Bells might be without Mitchell Trubisky. We don't know yet. So, my pick for this game will probably be the Lions because they play tough at home on Thanksgiving. Who you picking, Zach? You know what? I am, after watching the Sunday night game, the Bears played. I gotta tell you, this has got to be, and I think another host brought this up before I did the other night, is that, yes, the Rams and Chiefs have the best players and good coaches, but the well best coach team in the NFL right now is the Chicago Bears. Right, I can, I can see that. And it, it, you're, you're winning ballgames with Mitch Trubisky, which isn't exactly setting the world on fire, Right. but he's doing enough not to blow games. True. Very true. And also think about this. The Bears, the rest of their schedule <laughs> is very favorable and going they have a great chance of grabbing that number one seed for the playoffs. Which would be dangerous for other teams. So y'all y'all gotta look at that down the stretch. One of the best defensive teams in the league. If the New Orleans drops, I would say two more games or three more games somehow and the Bears get home field throughout, 
it could be trouble for any team in the NFC. I don't see New Orleans dropping that much, given the way they just completely destroyed the Eagles in a matter of three quarters. Right. And they could have pulled their starters halfway through the third quarter of that game. They could have. I thought personally, I, I thought that Sean Payton had some kind of vendetta against the Eagles because he was still running with a full package and his starters in the fourth quarter of that game. True. True. But let's look at the Lions. Um, their run game, you know, has picking up a lot this season compared to seasons past. But for some reason, it still seems like you know, they're off balance somewhere. I don't know if it's the receivers losing Golden Tate or their offensive line, which is still struggling, and they still need, you know, uh, um, a leader on that line. I'm just not sure what it is. But Matthew Stafford... For me, go ahead. For me, looking over what's going on in Detroit, Matt Patricia's going to need at least two years to implement his system. Right. People think because you were an assistant under Bill Belichick that you have everything figured out on day one. Not so much the case, because you're pretty much picking up broken pieces of a couple of administrations. Right. And I, I, I'm not saying anything bad about Jim, what was it, Jim Caldwell? Uh, no, Matt Patricia. Oh, Jim Caldwell, yes. Yeah. The coach before, yes, Jim Caldwell. Yes. I'm not saying anything bad about Jim Caldwell, it's just... The Lions and the overall have been poorly managed for so long right. that they don't know how to win. True. And the sad, funny thing about that is, uh, Miss Ford, the owner, she said that she was going to, you know, start fresh, you know, to put a better product on the field. But you have to hire you the right GM to do that. And I still don't think they found that right GM. From Matt Millen to Martin Mayhew, I mean, it just, you know, still hasn't clicked. For some reason, I look at the Detroit Lions, and it's been a long. And I think honestly, ownership just kind of phoned it in for so long, right. and they weren't really aware of how bad this organization had been run. That they finally, that you know, they stepped in and went, "Whoa, hey, wait a minute, what, what's going on here?" The Matt Millen thing was bad enough. That was a that was a joke throughout the league. Oh my god! Matt Millen comes out and goes, "Receiver after receiver," and the only quarterback he drafted was Joey Harrington. Right. And he was a super bust. <laughs> he was here in yeah, Atlanta for a while. And I, I love Matthew Stafford. He was the most recruited quarterback out of the state of Texas when he went to Georgia. Right. Besides Stedman this year, and, you know, going to Auburn, mainly because of that whole blow up at uh, Baylor a couple of years ago. He didn't have right. to sit for a year or two. Right. I, I love Matt. Matthew Stafford is a winner. He doesn't have a lot around him. And every running back they seem to draft seems to bust out. You know, like the kid out of, uh, uh, what was it, Nebraska? The Amandua kid. He hasn't really taken off. I don't know if they've cut him yet. Yeah, he's uh, he's but with I, Minnesota. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Amir, Amir Abdullah, he's with Minnesota now. Yeah, and it's just... It, and then they put all their eggs in that basket of Matthew Stafford. Well, you had to put players around him. They just created Golden Tate, which I was never really super sold on Golden Tate. Yeah, he's quick, he's got decent hands, but he's not a number one, but he's the best they had in Detroit. Right. And then they traded him away. 
Yeah, I can see that. But they have to get Matthew Stafford a receiver if they are to take it to the next level. They finally got him a running game, but now he's in need a dire need of a receiver. They have two good young receivers, but those are not number ones either. No, and number ones in today's NFL are so hard to find. Especially, I mean, because I'm looking up and down next April's draft board, and it's looking ugly on receivers. Right. I think uh, defense will run next year's draft. And they could use defense also, so they're in a win-win situation. Exactly. <laughs> but my fantasy player to watch at this game is Matthew Stafford. I think um, he finds a way to, you know, get the ball down the field and move the ball pretty effectively. Uh, so, like I said, I'm taking the Lions in this one. And I'll take the Lions 23-20 in this game. Redskins. I, 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 go ahead. I, I see the Lions winning this game. Not as close as that. But I, I could see this game like 30-20. Uh, yeah. But it really depends on who's the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. It's going to be. Right. If it's Chase Daniels, it's going to get ugly and quit. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Redskins, what's your what's your prediction for that game? What's the score? You said 30-20? Uh, 30-20, and if Chase Daniels is the starting quarterback, then, then it, I see Chase Daniels turning the ball over three times, and it could get be worse. I can see that. Because uh, the Lions have one of the best corners in the league in Darius uh, Slay, so <laughs> I can actually see that. Uh, Redskins Cowboys in Dallas division game for the NFC East lead I'm going to go Washington Redskins in this one because uh, I think I think Colt McCoy will push the ball downfield a little bit more than Alex Smith and last time he played in Dallas they won so I'll go Redskins you know how hard it is for me to watch Colt McCoy play against the Cowboys tomorrow I know and it's so hard on me take the Redskins in the close one. I'll give it 24-21. 24-21. I see Cowboys 34 to 21. Just because I think Colts going to have a lot of rust and I think but he always plays up for big games. And this has got to be the biggest game for the Redskins all year. It has to. Because I think if they lose this game it sets them back a whole lot. Uh, because, you know, Alex Smith is not there, and uh, they have to ride Colt McCoy the rest of the season. So, this is going to be a do Which or die. A bad situ- Go ahead. Which isn't a bad situation. No, it's not. The Redskins, because the Redskins honestly didn't want to let Colt McCoy go. 
They let Cousins go without a problem. They let RG3 go without a problem. And these were top-round picks. Right. There's something in Colt McCoy that the Redskins really loved. Yeah, that's and, true. You know, they kept re-signing him. That's true. Uh, but my player to watch in this game probably going to be Colt McCoy. Uh, I think he can put up 300 yards and two touchdowns at least. I'm back. I see Colt being one of the two players to look at him, and you cannot go against anything that Zeke Elliott is doing right now. Man is running like right. basically Bo Jackson and Texas. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, the prime yeah, time. Mine doesn't look that bad. <laughs> yeah. Primetime game. Falcons and Saints. It's going to be tough for me also. Uh, this is a rivalry game, division game, so it's going to be tough. Ooh. Drew Brees and Matt Ryan going to put up numbers in this game. I can see them both pass for 350 or more yards in this game. Now, with with the turnovers, uh, I think the Falcons might struggle with that. So, I hate to say it, but since the Saints are rolling like they are, I'm going to take the Saints. You, yeah, you can't, you can't really go against the Saints right now because they're looking so hot, given the way they just completely obliterated the Eagles. Mind you, I know the Eagles are hurt. but And people say, oh, it's a Super Bowl hangover. No, it's the fact that they didn't really put in the work in the offseason, I think. That's what I honestly did that and losing uh, Frank Wright as yeah. an offensive play caller yeah. is really what hurting the Philadelphia Eagles this year. True. That's true. But think about this. Um, Atlanta has, you know, a better offense than Philadelphia, which means they may stay in the game a little bit longer, but the Saints defense is playing lights out too. If you're strong on both sides of the ball, Nine times out of ten, you know, who can stop you? And the Falcons, they struggled on defense. Yes, they, you know, have a nice pass rush and it's getting back on track. But that secondary scares me. And that's the main reason why I'm going to pick the Saints. And I'll go Saints 35-24. And Atlanta hasn't really started this year. Atlanta never really got going. Right. When we, you know, and they're not using Julio the way they should be using him. I understand he's getting double teamed a lot, but you have other, you know, use Sanu more, and you got two really decent running backs that can chew up yards and clock. And right. They're not doing that. That's true, and that, and that's what you know. Me and one of my buddies were talking about the other day. They get away from the running game too fast. It's like you know they get shut down a couple of plays, and they just want to pass, pass, pass. But you have to wear the defense down with the running game in order to make your uh, pass game successful and they haven't done that. Pretty true. But what's your pick for this game? I'm taking Saints 42 to early 21. Wow. So they get a they get a fourth straight game of 40 plus points. That would be that would be I think that, off, that offense is running in so many cylinders and Kamara and Ingram and then you got those receivers and it seems like Drew Brees is really comfortable with his new role he's not he's slinging the ball but he's not slinging the ball like he has in past years he's being more efficient on where he places the ball now yeah that's true that is true he's not trying to hit those needles like he used to you 
know, he's really trying to open up the field a little bit more. Yes, and with those two running back dynamic running backs, uh, it's hard for anybody to cover them because now one weakness that they do have is they're short on receivers. But the way their running backs catch out the backfield, you can't tell that they're short on receivers because they still get the job done. No, and it's like with running backs like Kamara and Oh God, uh, the kid out of Kansas City, I can't think of his name right now. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, and then you got... Gurley. Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott. These are all all kind of morphed running backs off the Marshall Falk type running back. Right. Remember when Marshall Falk went to St. Louis and everybody thought that how they were going to use him in St. Louis was going to fail? Yeah. And it turned out to be the greatest system known to man. Right. Teams are implementing that in their offense now. You know, coaches should be thanking Mike Marks for changing how we look at running backs. I agree with that, 100%. But my player in this game for would be to watch is Drew Brees. Like I said, I think he throws for 350 or more. And, I'll, and to be honest, I'll give him four touchdowns. Because uh, I think the Saints are just too tough right now for anybody to stop. Who would be your player oh, to watch yeah. in this game? Uh, fantasy player to watch, Kamara. Nice. I love watching this kid. He is so fun. Yeah. He's so fun to watch. Yeah. I hate and, this. And the great, thing, the great thing is about him, he loves doing it. Yes, yes. You know, the passion level seems to be, like, really dwindling in the NFL over the last couple of years. And you see a lot of these rookies coming in really embracing the role of being a celebrity. Yeah. And wanting, you know, they want the ball. They want the fame, you know? And one thing about Kamara, he feeds off Ingram. And if Ingram, you know, retires soon, they'll just switch it up, bring another running back. Kamara's still going to be that guy because he's just one of those dynamic players. Just imagine if Ricky Williams had embraced that, what it would have done for his career. Oh, man. Oh, boy. And do you, I don't know if you remember that season in 2002. He played for the Dolphins, ran for almost 1,800 yards and 17 touchdowns. That was one of the most dynamic seasons by a running back that I have ever seen. It took me all the way back to his Texas days. And that was actually oh, the only season that he had like that. Yeah, and it's like, Ricky Williams was like, once he got to the NFL, he wasn't, he was, he became very withdrawn. Right. And I think it really kind of held him back on his playing. True. Right. But let's get these other predictions out the way, and we can talk a couple minutes of football. All right, we got the Thanksgiving right. Day games out the way. Uh, Sunday, 1 o'clock games. Giants and Eagles. <clears throat> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a bold prediction here. I'm going to go with the Giants. Even though they're in turmoil, they played pretty good, you know, the last couple of weeks. So I'm gonna go with the Giants over the Eagles. Who's your pick for that game? On paper, on paper, the Giants should be a much better team. Right, I agree. You know, they have a pretty decent defense when they play as a unit. Eli Manning still has something left. He's not his brother, but he has something. And come on, second one, Barkley. This kid's got tree crunch for legs. Team wants. <laughs> The ball. Yeah, give I would give it 20, to him. 25 reps. Run him into the ground. You know, you know, to try to salvage anything out of the season. 
yeah and I also think um, I also think uh, the, the offense that they have uh, they have the kid Ingram from Ole Miss uh, Sterling Shepard Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley the only missing piece they have is a reliable quarterback now it's true what you said that Eli Manning you know is not once what he was but if he can you know give us a glimpse of what he used to be with an offense built around him like that the Giants could have been much better not only that, but they should really address, and I, I'm sick of this, well, they never address their offense like They have, in a way, but right. they really need to change up that blocking scheme. They need to give Eli just a little bit more time, because Eli is not exactly, he's never been really well capable of scanning up the whole field. Right. He's not the field general his older brother is. We all know that. Eli is just, Eli to me is always just kind of been right place right time right I agree with that the year they won the Super Bowl and they beat the uh, the Patriots the undefeated Patriots people don't people don't remember Eli was gonna get cut yep people don't remember that all of a sudden they win the Super Bowl and I was like what no we were never gonna cut him yep. yes you were and you were on record as pretty much saying we gotta cut this kid's salary because he's not producing for us true that's true but I'm going to take the Giants in this one. I'll take the Giants 2017. I can see the Giants edging this out. It's going to be an ugly game because it's an NFC East game. And I just, I, I think morally bankrupt in Philadelphia this year. <laughs> What's your score for that game? I, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be 24-17 uh, Eagles because I think you know, finally, I think even though they're morally bankrupt in Philadelphia, I think Carson Wentz is going to do just enough to get him over the hump this week. I can and see then that. The rest of their schedule just looks ugly. I can see that, but I just think they're off balance a little bit, which is why I'm going to take the Giants. Uh, Jaguars and Bills. I'm not going to even waste time on this game. Uh, they're going to be in Buffalo, and I don't know they're how. Going to be on ESPN three. Right. <laughs> And I don't know how it's going to play out, but I'm going to go with the Jaguars. It's going to be low scoring as well because of Blake Bortles. He sucks. Uh, I'm going I'm going to go 23-17. You know, in that game, I really wish the NFL would bring back the blackout rule. Yeah, just yeah. To not subject us to this garbage of a football game. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm going to take the Jaguars 23-17, though. Uh, my player to watch in this game going to be Leonard Fournette. I think he's the difference in the game. Uh, what's your score for that? He started this week because he's been off and on all year. Yeah, he played last week. He didn't do much, but he played. What's your score for that game? 14-9, Jags. <laughs> uh, that's not about right. Uh, Seahawks and Panthers, that should be a good one. Russell Wilson against Cam um, Newton. Panthers got exposed on Thursday night against the Steelers. Yes, they did. The Steelers made them look like a JV team. <laughs> and let's be honest, the Steelers are not that good. The Steelers, Steelers in the last couple of years to me play when they want to. That's, that's my synopsis on the Steelers. Because one week, they'll look really in sync and really tight on defense and their offense is clicking. And then there's weeks where it's like, who the hell are these guys? Right. I agree with that. But, you know, like you said, they got exposed, and I totally agree with that. 
because uh, and I'm actually taking Seattle in this game before we get into that. But um, I like what Pittsburgh did to them. Uh, the Panthers' weakness is the run game. Uh, it didn't show, you know, early on. But Seattle has two good, very good young running backs, and I think they'll pound the Panthers to sleep. And this, this too, this is always a low-scoring game, and I think will be this time also. Uh, I think it'll be 16-13 Seahawks. But I think the Seahawks pull it out on the road. And I see, you know, and to me, Richard Penny was supposed to be a bust. I thought he was going to bust out. And apparently he's done really well as a rookie. I thought he was a running back that I thought should have never been taken in the first round. I now feel like an idiot, but I'm taking, you know what, I'll take Carolina 21-17. Nice. Yeah, I like Penny, man. I think Penny will be all right. If uh, him and Carson can stay healthy, that's a nice duo. Uh, here's another garbage game. Uh, Raiders at the Ravens. <laughs> uh, Lamar Jackson against Derek Carr. It's going to be a wild and crazy game. I'll let you start off on that one. Good Lord. You know what? I like Lamar Jackson. I really do. I have high hopes in this kid in the NFL. And Michael Vick has said some really nice things about him, too. But to me, I, I look at this game as like, it's a straight-up pick'em versus the penny. And I will take Baltimore because I think Harbaugh is probably going to be one of the hottest coaches going into next season, wherever he winds up, because I don't think they're going to hold him over after this year. And I can see Baltimore winning this game 28-17. Yeah, I like the Ravens also. Uh, I like the Ravens. I like I like them a little better than that. I'll go uh, 27-10. I don't think the Raiders can get jump started in this game because um, I think the Ravens will run them in the ground. The Ravens' run game is too strong for their Raiders' defense. So they'll kill the clock, and I'll go 27-10 Ravens. You know, and a lot of people are giving a lot of flag to John Gruden. Here's my issue on this whole Raiders situation because I live closely to the Bay Area. John Gruden has been given a luxury that no head coach has been given since the 70s. Right. He's building his own team and his own image. And it's given time, given the money and the length of his contract. Because any other coach in this situation would have been let go midseason. And you know, you know, you know what it reminds me of? I'm glad you said that. Because that was the first thing that came to my mind. And it was uh, Chuck Noll with the Steelers. Uh, he built all his teams, you know, around what he liked to do. And he lasted a long time in Pittsburgh. Can John Gruden do it? It's still yet to be seen. John Gruden had a really good run with the Raiders for a second. When he took over the Raiders originally, that team was in the toilet. True. And he built them up slowly. And they got, you know, had that Charles Woodson fumble turned out differently, he probably would have stayed in Oakland. Yeah, yeah. He would have. And then he took over a Tampa Bay team that was aging really quick, and he wasn't given enough time to rebuild it completely. Right, right. Because, like you said, they were aged. And uh, they were they were already put together in another system, so they had to adjust to his system, when he, which he was able to pull off. Uh, but so that means, you know, I think he has a chance in Oakland, but I think he's more worried about you know the future and what they'll be taking to Vegas than what they have now. That's what he's looking at. He's looking three years ahead. So, will it work out? We we shall see. <clears throat> 
uh, 49ers Buccaneers. But before I get started on this game, I would it would be interesting to see if Tampa Bay goes out to uh, Jim uh, John Harbaugh because I think it would be a nice fit actually. Time only time will tell. I don't think another coaching change is what they need in Tampa. They need consistency. Kohler may work out. He may not. But I I, I don't see them pulling the trigger on another coaching change. Because you've seen that in Cleveland. Right. Where they change coaches every other year. And then it turns badly. Exactly. But now that's, that's one coaching job. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. Because there's a lot of names coming in, you know. About that, but we shall see. Uh, 49ers Buccaneers. I'm not gonna waste time on this, and this is another garbage game. Uh, I think the Buccaneers finally get another win. I'll take the Buccaneers at home. Uh, I'll take them 23 23 13. I like this young kid in San Francisco. They got playing quarterback right now. Yes, he's kind of the big shot. Right, Nick Mullins. Mm-hmm. And I could see him pulling off yet another win. I know he played a lackluster Oakland team a couple of weeks ago. But I could see San Francisco pulling off this game 35-21. Nice. Uh, San Francisco, they um, the only thing that I think is holding them back is a legit starting running back. If they can get a legit running back, I think the 49ers will be just fine next season to go back with Jimmy Garoppolo. I was saying that to a lot of people over the offseason. A lot of my friends who are Niner fans say, we got that covered. We got we got the running back position covered. No, you don't. You need a legitimate, you know, for it. I mean, the concept of a three-down back anymore is really far-fetched, but right. I think it is coming back. Right, and look and look for that team to be in the Le'Veon Bell sweepstakes. I think, uh, I think they go after him because... Uh, you know, and they might have the cap space for him. Too. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. But uh, let's get to the Battle of Ohio. Bengals and Browns. Good God. Only to be seen on the NFL Sunday ticket. <laughs> um, it's going to be quite interesting because uh, the Browns have really played good this year. They've been in every game except probably one or two. But I'm going to go upset here. I'm going to take Cleveland on the road. Uh, the Bengals are missing... The Bengals are missing A.J. Green, and this is always an interesting game. I'm going to go to Browns 27-20. This game pains me to pick because <laughs> I have never liked things in Cincinnati. I think, honestly, the Brown family is a bunch of morons the way they've run that team over the last 20 years. Yeah. But then again, and on the other hand, you're picking for Baker Mayfield, and morally, I can't do that. So... <laughs> you know what? I, I think Cincinnati makes enough plays on defense to pull off the win. Uh, 20, 28 17. Okay, okay. My player to watch in that game will probably be uh, Nick Chubb. I think he can run for 100 yards and probably score twice. And that's only on five carries. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy, wasn't it? All right, next game. Uh, Patriots and Jets. Uh, we ain't got to waste a lot of time on this one uh, because I think Todd Bowles is gone. And uh, the Jets are... You think his time is up? Oh, yeah. It's up. 
because uh, is the era of the defensive coach in the NFL over. Yeah, he um he was he was actually on the hot seat last year and somehow he slipped through the crack one more season. But uh at three and seven I think they're done. And um I'm taking New England on the road big. I'll go uh 27 27 7. I can see that, but I, I, and this is the thing. Tom Brady has not played like Tom Brady really this year. Yet. Oh, yes, I know. I didn't even have him on my MVP watch list this year. I think age is finally catching up with Tom Brady, and the media isn't really talking about it, especially with the four letter network that loves him. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> um, so, I, for as bad as the Jets are, I don't think. That the Patriots do just enough with their smoke and mirror campaign every year. Yeah. So, it, I like Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's not, he doesn't have the weapons yet, but he has the potential to be a really great starting quarterback in the NFL. He really does. Um, I, I, wanted, I would love to see the Jets give him at least three years to develop. Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll so, be there for a while. I see this game, Patriots... 35 35-14 just because you know the, the Patriots defense is going to do their part you know just enough right. and Darnold being so young he's going to make mistakes right and he might not even play this game because uh, McCown started last week so um, it's oh gonna... it could be even uglier then right uh, my player to watch in this game will probably be James White I think uh, he, he 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 totals 100 yards and scores twice. Uh, next game, 4 o'clock. Cardinals and Chargers in, in Los Angeles. Uh, I ain't got to waste time with this one either. Uh, Chargers. No, Char- no, Chargers in a route. Right. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I see this game. Chargers 35. Cardinals 6. <laughs> on a touchdown and we missed PAT. Yeah, we in the same ballpark because I actually got 34-7. <laughs> I think it's going to get ugly real quick in Los Angeles. My player to watch in that game is, uh, I'll go Mike Williams, the wide receiver. I think it's time my, for him. My player to watch in that game is the moving trucks going to San Diego because it's still, this is a failure of the Chargers of Los Angeles. Yes, they should have moved back to San Diego. I'm sorry. They, sh- they should have stayed in San Diego. They are a winning team, and they can't even sell out a soccer stadium. And it's only, what, 30,000 seats? That's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. And it's an away game every week, it seems like. Right. <laughs> right. And most, people in, and most people in Arizona are Cowboy fans. True. That is true. A lot of people may not know that, but that is true. Uh, next game, uh, 4 o'clock, 425. Uh, Steelers and Broncos, which I think is going to be one of the more interesting games of the day. I'll let you start that one off. I can see the Broncos taking that game. I can see the Broncos taking that game because I really like their young running backs in Denver. Yeah, I like I like Lindsey a lot. Lindsey went off last week. Uh, Lindsey's a cool little white guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to a white boy running the ball. Right. Caffrey and him, that's all we got. That's all us white people have to really look forward to is running backs. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad you said that about the Broncos maybe taking this one. I actually did like the Broncos in this as well. 
Uh, the Steelers, uh, the last couple of weeks that they won, they've been at home. So they haven't had a true road test against a good defense. And this time, I think they get one. So I'm going to take Denver in this game. I take Denver 27-21. What's your score for that game? Uh, you know what? Denver doesn't score well unless they're playing Arizona. <laughs> then again, everybody scores well against Arizona. <laughs> I think De La Salle is scheduled to play them next. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it might be a challenge for De La Salle. Um, Denver, 28. And then you got... Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh 24. Nice. Close, but I, you know, I think Roethlisberger has one foot out the door. He's got a couple of rings. He's made his money. With all the chaos going on right now, I just don't think he wants to stick around much longer. Yeah, I said the same thing. Uh, once he lost his top running back, uh, that I almost guarantee he's retiring next year or the year after. Uh, Dolphins. Carter's playing really well. Oh yeah, and see, that's what it makes me think. Uh, before I go on, um, is it the system that Le'Veon Bell was in because he's putting up similar stats? If you look at the stat sheet, James, James Conner is right there with Le'Veon Bell, receiving and rushing. So is it the system that they run? Uh, it, it's a legit argument. But uh, yeah, exactly. Dolphins Colts. Uh, I ain't gonna spend a lot of time on this one. Uh, I'm gonna take the Colts. In Indianapolis, uh, Andrew Luck has gotten back on track. 29 touchdown passes, and uh, he hasn't had that many since his MVP uh, MVP chasing campaign in 2014. So uh, he's on the pace to get a new career high in touchdown passes. I'm going to take the Colts in Indy. Um, I'll go 20-10, 20-10. Well, the Colts offensive line is doing just enough to make it to where Andrew Luck is getting throws off. Right. I mean, it's not a pretty offensive line, but it's playing very underrated. I, I can see the Colts taking this game 24-10. Right, so we in the same ballpark. <laughs> well, because Tannehill's back this week. Oh, Lord. <laughs> they don't get no better. They, they'll be drafting a quarterback, too, in 2019. Yeah, good job, Miami. You, you draft a kid who played wide receiver for three years at Texas A&M and then fell into the quarterback position his senior year. Good job. Yeah, that was very smart. Uh, Sunday night game. Packers and Vikings. Should be a good one. How the hell did the Vikings get two weeks straight of Sunday night football? Uh, they were flexed into last week. So that's why. They were flexed into last week's uh, primetime slot. But this game here uh, is a must-win for Minnesota. And I say that because if they don't get one playoff game at home, they'll be a first-round a first round flop. And um, I, Kirk Cousins at this point, I think to me he's an overpriced Case Keenum. And I hate to say that because um, they have so much, you know, talent on offense. Right, right. That's all it was. And if he doesn't make the playoffs his first year, they're throwing away money. 
I'm gonna just admit it. Machine a little bit about Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah. Mike Shanahan versus the front office for the Washington Redskins. The Redskins wanted the shiny toy of RG3. Mike Shanahan, being the bright mind he was, wanted Kirk Cousins. They got both. True. Because, in all honesty, Shanahan was never going to give RG3 a fair shake. No, he wasn't. Because he doesn't like his style of football. And to be honest, the way that he played at Baylor didn't really impress me because all he had to do was draw back and throw it. But see, what, that's pretty much a majority of Big Twelve football. Right. And what was hypocritical about you know what you just said? It was very hypocritical of him to feel that way because John Elway was like that. John Elway could throw. John Elway could run. So why would you not you know implement that in your system in Washington? It just didn't make any sense. And I think there was a real tug and pull in the organization with that pick. And as soon as Shanahan was gone, so was RG3 very shortly thereafter. Right. And they wrote Kirk Cousins for a while just because they had to. And now with the Alex Smith situation, the Redskins are in a whole situation of, what do you do now? You you held on to Colt McCoy for a couple of years. You let him ride out the rest of his career as a starter and develop another guy? Uh, no. I think uh, I think it depends on if Alex Smith's uh, career is over. If Alex Smith's I career... Think over. I think Alex Smith is done. Yeah, if his career he is over... He's had a great career, but I think he is done. Yeah, I could see it. I could actually see that. But if Alex is done, they go for a quarterback <laughs> next year. If Alex comes back somehow, they wait on a quarterback for another year. So... It's a uh, nip and tuck, so hey, we'll see. We shall see. That's very, it's a very tough call, trust me. But, uh, I, I uh, see the Packers 35 14. The Packers are pissed. Yeah, the Packers I could, are very pissed. And, uh, I'm just not buying Kirk Cousins. I'm sorry, so I'm gonna go with the Packers also. I'll go with the. I like, but I do like Minnesota's running game and I like their defense. Yeah, but I just don't think uh, Kirk Cousins is that guy. But I'm going to go Packers. Dalvin Cook is a man amongst boys. Yes, he can run. He can definitely run. All and right. his little brother, apparently, he can run in garbage time. You know, after watching Georgia play over the weekend. Right. <laughs> I'm going to take the Packers also. I'll take the Packers 34-24. Uh, Monday night game. Uh, Tennessee at Houston. It's going to be a good game, too. <laughs> yeah, I wish it was the Oilers. Trust me, I miss. Wasn't that the whole reason they went, they didn't let them take that name to Tennessee? Was because they were going to name the new franchise the Oilers? Yeah, they was, and they 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 wanted to put them in the art uh, in the archives. I guess I'm I'm thinking, but uh, it is what it is. Now the only thing that I take from this game. Is uh, how well would the Texan defense play against uh, Mariota and the Titans? And to be honest, and I asked this question a couple of times, Tennessee might as well, you know, be looking for a quarterback also, because the going rate for a quarterback these days is a hundred million dollars, and I don't see Mariota being a hundred million dollar quarterback. I, you know what? Here's here's the issue, and we've discussed this before on your show. Mariota is an athlete who happens to play the quarterback position. Agreed. 
Definitely agree. And people will notice that, the, the, you know, and Lamar Jackson is kind of the same way, but in the sense of time and hits are going to catch up to Lamar Jackson as much as they are with Mariota. Right, because 27 carries is ridiculous for a quarterback. Yeah, especially in today's NFL. Right. Um, I like the Texans in this game. I think they're going to smash the living crap out of Tennessee. Uh, Hopkins is probably one of the funnest receivers to watch. Yeah, I love Hopkins, Thomas, man. what's left. Thomas, with what's left out of him, you know, will produce. And I like Deshaun Watson. There's something about Deshaun Watson I really like since he was at Clemson. There's a real maturity about this kid. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he just had that it factor. Uh, he has uh, great leadership skills. Uh, he has a very high IQ, football IQ. And, you know, the kid is going places. Uh, I like Texans in this game easily uh, because I just don't – I think Mike Vrabel is a great coach, but I don't think he has his type players on his team yet. This is from Mike Munchak's era. So once he gets rid of all those players and puts the tight players that he wants on the field, I think Tennessee will get better. But right now, uh, I just don't think they have what they need. And I like Bill O'Brien. I think Bill O'Brien is probably the best coach on the Belichick tree. And given another couple of years, and I think Houston will be a force to contend with in the NFL just because of a mind like Bill O'Brien. Right. Right. And he's one. And to be honest, uh, he's one of the more underrated coaches in the league. Um, when he came to Houston, um, he really didn't have a quarterback. Uh, he's been struggling to find one, and now that he found the right quarterback to fit his system, uh, I think his real uh, coaching talents will be on display from this point on, if Deshaun Watson can stay healthy. Uh, but I'm gonna take Houston in this one easily. Uh, I'll take Houston thirty seventeen. Yeah, it, it, I think Houston easily in this game. Tennessee isn't very hot. Right. Well, Zach, I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, thank you for always supporting me, man. I really appreciate it. Of course, me. Of course, and you do the same for me. So. All right, man. We'll catch up with you soon, man. But before you go, tell everybody where to find your show. Saturday nights, KMYC. Uh, I'm here on the West Coast. Um, you can find it on your TuneIn radio apps. You know, just put in KMYC fourteen ten, or of course, you know, there is the website which is KMYCRadio.com. Nice. We'll catch up with you, Zach, soon, man. Trust me. All right, man. All right, appreciate it. Hello, sports fans. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. This has been another great episode, man. And I always like to thank, you know, my peoples for joining in, my listeners, my callers. Thank y'all for joining in, man. I want to appreciate Zach T for joining me on this episode, man. It's always a pleasure. Y'all go check out his uh, radio show because he's trying to do his thing just like I am. He's one of my broadcasting buddies and he supports me in any way possible he can. So y'all go check him out. 
But before I get out of here, I'm going to leave y'all with my social media outlets. Catch me on Twitter at FatboySlim underscore 21. That's F-A-T-V-O-I-S-L-I-M underscore 21. Catch me on Instagram at Antoine, A-N, the number 2, W-O-N. Facebook, the Sports Machine Group, or the Smitty Sports Machine fan page, which has over 13,000 followers. And I thank each and every one of those followers for making me, you know, feel at home. Always debating and always <clears throat> giving me a run for my money when we talking sports. Also, y'all can catch me on YouTube at Smitty Sports Machine. Yes, I've got my YouTube finally fired up. And my last my last video, uh, Andrew Luck is back with Avengers. Y'all check that out because this guy's been through a lot the last year and a half. And he's doing his thing this NFL season. So y'all make sure y'all go check that out. So, for my boy Zachary T. Me, Smith Sports Machine. I'll catch y'all on the flip side, my good people. Peace. Thank you.